When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Reconsidering WCW Nitro. I am Dr. Damien Gibson and joining me as always to go through a classic episode of WCW Nitro. And it doesn't get any more classic than this episode, my friend. It is Sir Matthew Capo. How are you doing? How Good. are you doing, dude? I went to say doing and dude at the same time. <laughs> Jesus I'm, Christ. I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I've had a lot of coffee today. <laughs> Uh, I'm good. I saw the Sparks movie this morning, um, which was great, in a cinema with some other people, which was a bit weird. Uh, I've been in the cinema twice in a week, so um, may have COVID. Who knows? Uh, but um, <laughs> did they um, <laughs> did they mind about you sort of openly masturbating, or were they totally cool with that? Uh, it was like you know, it it was. Um, it was Cinema Nova in Carlton and it was a documentary about Sparks. So it was all dudes in their 40s and 50s masturbating. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, well, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. It's really good that we're at a sp- point now where people can be that open uh, with their <laughs> sexuality, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, people could be less open, but that's okay. You can. You can there do was a lot of talk in this documentary, not to like because this is a good episode of Nitro. I don't want to spend the whole episode talking about other things like we usually do, <laughs> but there was a lot of talk in this documentary about like the sex appeal of Sparks, and that was like the last thing. I'm a pretty new like I'm a pretty newcomer to, to Sparks, so like I haven't really known them for a long time. But that's not the first thing that jumps out to me that girls would have been like, "Oh my god, Sparks, fuck." No, definitely. Uh- Look, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the movie uh, at some point, but yeah, it definitely doesn't. Um, that's not something I would have anticipated would have been a big element of it. Yeah, maybe intellectually, but it, like not 
Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it was just weird. It just kept coming up constantly. I was like, mm, guys, you know, like, <laughs> like it was, the brothers weren't talking about it themselves in that manner by any stretch of the imagination. It was everybody else. A lot of performative talking heads going on that is a little distracting from the movie as well, just as a shout out to guys. If you can get past that, there's a few people who think it's their film. Um, but but you're not a David Byrne fan anyway, so. I don't know. I don't really like little, David Byrne. Little, little, little talking heads joke there. Oh, yeah, I didn't even get that. I was I was literally thinking of the three people in the film that really annoyed me. <laughs> I was I was off on a rage spiral. <laughs> I wasn't even really listening to what you're saying. Um, speaking of rage spirals, mm. do we have uh, do we have a Meltzer report? A melts down? We've got a little Some bit of Meltzer Seltzer. today. There's, we're still not in. Um, we're not in very very exciting Meltzer, but we got a little bit. Um, so uh, the, at on the weekend before this episode, the WCW tag titles changed hands twice. Uh, so Rick mm-hmm. and Scott Steiner beat Harlem Heat during a uh, during a, a house show, and then uh, okay. they they won a couple of matches. Then the final show of the tour, uh, th- th- four days later, the Heat won the belts. Uh, Stevie Ray hit Rick over the head with the title, uh, leading to the pin. So that's a cool. Like I like it when they do things like this. Like it doesn't really matter, um, you know. And it just it, you go and you. Leave and say, "Holy shit! I saw someone win a title. How good's that?" Yeah, if you're not doing that, then there's <clears throat> absolutely no point for anyone to go to a house show ever, right? Mm. But besides, I mean, we our whole country is kind of like a giant country town, so there is an element of like when the big show comes to town, you go. Like I've been to three separate WWE live events, and have you ever and, seen uh, a title change hands? No. No, I, but you I, just want like the majority of the time the card that gets announced don't get like by it gets announced like six months before it happens and by the time the actual event happens the the twelve people that you wanted to see wrestle are not. Well, not that's there. what happened in the uh, the global warning uh, tour where Hulk Hogan was advertised and I purchased a Hulk Hogan shirt and then got told at the door that Hulk Hogan wasn't going to be there. Uh, I was a little bit too old to be as sad as I was at that point. I think I was like 14, 13. Um. It's bullshit, though, because, I mean, like, and I know they put card subject to change on there, and I'm sure it happens in the States as well. But, like, it is really, you know, especially it, those kind of things, like, it, it it happens so rarely down here, you know? Mm. like Yeah, Hulk Hogan should have worked through that injury at 62 years old or whatever he was. You could come out and do a promo. Yeah, I think they were just concerned about, like, you know, he might cut a Prince Philip-style Australian promo. Um, <laughs> Majority of Australians would fucking love that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, All right. let's move on from more, more Meltzer. Um, this is a good little snip. Uh, there was, there is, or at least was, tremendous heat on Jim Cornette coming off the weekend tour, largely due to a backstage argument he had with Shawn Michaels after a match in Anaheim. <laughs> Apparently, they'd worked out a spot where Michaels was going to superkick Cornette, but Cornette either tripped and fell down and Michaels superkicked air, or I guess Michaels felt Cornette double-crossed him on the spot. 
There were problems already between the two stemming from something that apparently happened after the show in San Francisco. Anyway, after they went behind the curtain in Anaheim, Michaels immediately began yelling at Cornette about the spot and Cornette began yelling back and it became a big deal. Two two of the more milder personalities, 1996, Shawn hmm. Michaels and Jim Cornette. Uh, <laughs> apparently this was all resolved when, uh, you know, later that week... Uh, Jim Cornette watched Shawn Michaels fuck his wife. Uh, Sounds about right. (laughs) Fuck Jim Cornette's wife, that is. Uh, Famous cuckold, Jim Cornette. Sean Um, Sean wouldn't be fucking his own wife at this stage. Was Sean married? Sean wasn't even married at this stage, right? No. He's just fucking everyone else's wives. Yeah, his wife wasn't even known as Whisper at this point. Uh, The Nitro Nitro girls are coming quite soon. Whisper, Sean's wife, is, is due to arrive soon, but not yet. Did um, Sean marry a Nitro girl as well? He did. He married oh, Whisper. Wow. He's still did married the... to Whisper. Yeah, because they're all like family values now, right? They're all like the yeah, ranch. They're big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wearing like camo, uh, those wraparound sunglasses and a Jesus cross. That think that's Ori- the... Yeah, orange hats, orange yeah. caps, like hunter caps. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Look, Good compared to some of the compared to some of the the statements from wrestlers on social media <laughs> recently, <laughs> Sean doesn't seem to be that bad, man. You yeah, I, I mean? would I would guess that Sean doesn't get really involved in. I would be shocked if Sean Michaels voted. Would be my. Uh... I think all wrestlers should not get involved in politics. That's my blanket rule from now on. <laughs> well, well dude, that would be really rough on Cody Rhodes, who's out running like fucking enrollment drives or something. Um. Anyway, what uh, for who? No, he's not really. He just oh. is the most woke. But like, if anyone's going to make a, an election about themselves, it's Cody. He's got oh, a absolutely. t-shirt. He's got a he's got <laughs> AEW so Nightmare Family vote. You know, kind of t-shirt. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Mark Henry uh, has signed with the WWF. Uh, he's Hang he's going to. Is this nineteen ninety six or are we? Doing- <laughs> This is nine. Oh yeah, it is nine ninety six. Yeah, right. Okay. The WWF doesn't exist anymore, and Mark Henry is in AEW. You know, <laughs> Sorry, 2021. it took me a while to watch. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Mark Henry uh, will go on to spend, uh, I think, about fifteen years uh, underachieving, and then have a re- like really good uh, year run, and then disappear. Uh, so that'll be good. Um, <laughs> And uh, he notes this is, this is just a thing I care about. Uh, Hunter Hurst Helmsley should be getting a renewed push now that he's signed a long-term contract. Well, yeah, a, he will. He would just he, not. He'll get a push. It'll be a re- in fact, it will be a sustained push. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be immediately, Dave, but once it happens, it doesn't really. <laughs> it never ends. Yeah, it never uh, ends until Hunter decided. I'm, I'm a... Um, I am absolutely a Triple H uh, curtain call truther in so much as I genuinely think that that the only reason he didn't get the King of the Ring was actually because he didn't have a contract and they were like, we're not giving King of the Ring to this to, to someone without a contract when half of our talent's jumping over to this other show. Yeah, I think so. And that, like... The other story that gets told, like, you know, like in the Monday Night Wars documentary and blah, blah, which it was like, well, Hunter got punished because Sean was Vince's favourite 
And so Hunter, you know, copped it for the curtain call, blah, 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 blah. But the thing about that that doesn't make sense. It's a nicer, sense. it sounds oh, yeah. nicer than, uh, you know, Vince wasn't prepared to push anyone until the fucking contract was signed. You know? Yeah. So and that's also, the like, story that gets told. The part of that story that doesn't really make sense is that, like, they asked Vince McMahon and he was like, yeah, go for it, go ahead. It's like, that would, that would I mean, not. I'm not saying that Vince McMahon doesn't occasionally do shitty things for no reason. But I suspect he doesn't do it to Shawn Michaels' best friend at that point. Not to those guys. It sounds like from everyone's, you know, I've read way too many wrestling biographies, man. And we've both listened to hundreds of hours of Conrad's podcasts. Like every every story you hear about the click is that they just had carte blanche to do whatever the fuck they wanted, mm. you know. And then if you look at like, like look at what Shawn and Hunter did. Over the next 10 years, like they, you know, Sean came and went when he pleased, you know, Hunter was, you know, basically the face of the company. Uh, you know, Vince loved those guys. Yeah, he did. All right. But well, also, he's the kind of ruthless businessman that won't push someone unless they've signed a contract with WWE. Which makes sense in some ways. Like, that's not a, uh, you know, you, you should, when when you've got people stealing your talent, you shouldn't push someone unless they're you know, unless you have them signed if you want to have, you know. Hmm. Like it would be insane to have done it the other way. Yeah, it does make sense. Um, God, what's happened to me? I'm <laughs> talking about Vince McMahon's business acumen as being uh, making sense. Um, we'll go through the card for this, for this episode, but it really is kind of irrelevant uh, considering the – there's 20 minutes in the in this. Yeah, anyway, we'll get to it. Uh, the the first match is uh, Jim Duggan defeats Mike Enos. Is Mike Enos is that Hulk's nephew? <laughs> Mike Enos? No, no, no. Isn't Mike e- that's Horace Hogan? Yeah, I but don't it's think- not Horace Hogan under a different name, is it? I'm just going to quickly. No, check no, no. Here. It's 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 almost no. It's um he. No, it's not. I'm yeah, sure it's, it's not. not. It's not. I just had that. I just had a weird feeling where I was like, it's up. No. Uh, then we had a six man tag man. Uh, oh God, six man tag team match where Lex Luger, Randy Savage, and Sting uh, were up against the four horsemen in Chris Benoit, Ric Flair, uh, and Steve McMichael. Uh, it's a double count out in this match uh, for. Well, everyone leaves the ring for because uh, Jimmy Harkins in there, but we'll talk about that after, right? Yep, because that's but yep. that'll pretty much be this whole episode. Right? <laughs> um, there was a tag team match. Uh, eventually, the Steiner brothers versus defeated High Voltage. Uh, Eddie Guerrero defeated Big Bubba Rogers uh, in a match where Big Bubba tried really hard to keep up with Eddie Guerrero and <laughs> could not. Uh, and then we had a squash match. Where Greg Valentine, wrestling legend Greg Valentine, does a giant job for the Giants, <laughs> and just there's just a little hint of everything that's about to come with the NWO with the booking of this last match. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying Greg Valentine's the greatest wrestler of all time, but there was just a part of me that's like, "Fuck, man, that's a pretty big job for Greg the Hammer Valentine to be <laughs> doing for the Giants." Anyway. Um, you, 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 have you rebooked? Maybe you should in the next, in the coming weeks, rebook Greg, Greg Valentine's run in WCW. Like book him to old. the championship. <laughs> I'm not saying that. It's just like 
it's kind of what was good about the NWO that like all of those rules of like you know you you respect the the guys who come before you and all that sort of stuff was thrown out the door because you know half the click were basically booking WCW and Eric Bischoff mm-hmm. and they didn't give a shit about any of that stuff, which at first was awesome, but then after a while it got to the point of like guys anyway, um, so in the middle of the six man tag team match. Jimmy Hart comes flying out to the ring, which is strange because he's not representing it. He doesn't manage anybody in this match and is legitimately saying, like, things like they're here, they're here, like, uh, we need to get out the back, like, we, I need help, blah, 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 blah. And uh, he, he manages to convince all the wrestlers to go out the back. The cameras get there first and there's just, I think it, it it's... Uh, Buff Bagwell and who's the other American male? Uh, Chad Sunshine. I've forgotten his ah, name. Fuck, what's his name? Anyway, he legitimately. Scotty Riggs. Scotty Riggs. <laughs> Scotty Riggs looks dead. Buff Bagwell so is Arn Anderson. on the ground. Arn Anderson looks like he's had his arm snapped in half. Um, the last bit that we see is the famous footage of Scott and Kevin picking up Rey Mysterio, who like, comes out of like a little, like a school portable that they're all (laughs) looks like they're all changing in for some reason decides that if he jumps off the top of that he'll be able to take down kevin nash (laughs) (laughs) kevin nash catches him basically just lawn darts him into the side of the uh portable and then we get what 15 minutes it's a long segment right 15 20 minutes of of the crowd chanting boring which is the one thing i did not remember from this yeah, the, but the, I think the crowd it adds to it, right? off. But I think oh, it actually yeah. adds to the the kayfabe of it. Of like, they don't know what's going on. They weren't. They're not being told. Mm. You know, there's no TV about it. It's just like played straight. So well, the, the crowd famous, chanting "boring" in the background, like, really picked it up for me. I think. I mean, the famous uh, part of this is that in real life, people called the police, and the police turned up because people watching on TV thought this was real, mm. which almost, almost you can sort of be like, look, they played this really, really straight. Like it's almost, almost legit. Like Jimmy Hart runs in, all these guys who aren't friends come out to the back. Mm. Uh, you know, something's wrong. The, the TV show falls apart, like literally falls apart. Bobby the Brain Heenan delivers a ripping promo mm. just saying, look, you can't guarantee my safety. I've got nerve damage in my hand. I've got a back issue. I'm not going to be a paraplegic for this job. It's not worth that. Yeah. Um, I'm going. And, like, Eric's like, look, I understand, you know, this is this is really, really good TV. Except for the fact that Rey Mysterio sort of ruins it. By uh, very obviously telegraphing a wrestling move and jumping off that portable. Uh, that would be the one thing you definitely would never do in a real fight. <laughs> yeah. Like that, if you're what like if you were watching this and you were like, oh shit, is this like a real thing going on? You should have seen the Rey Mysterio bit and been like, oh no, nah, it's okay. This is this is this is just <laughs> Yeah. The only way you could try and explain that away is that he thought it was a segment going on or something, or I don't know, <laughs> that he didn't, didn't realise he was meant to be a part of. Um, and also him, like, uh, saying quattro, quattro all the time as well, like, and Eric Bischoff going, I think, 
I think he's saying four. I was like, all right, guys, like you could do that exposition after. <laughs> it doesn't. Also, we saw Rey Mysterio get beaten up by two people. Ray came out later. Like, it's not like the the people who he knocked out, like it should have been Arn being like there were four people and their names mm. were uh, X-Puck and Ted DiBiase. I don't think any of... Uh, is Rick Rude the... No, well, it's X-Puck's the, giant, the isn't it? It's the, isn't it the Giants the fourth man at the next paper at Hogwild? Wild well, Hogs, maybe it I is the, pro- the thing's called. <laughs> well, Ted DiBiase, I'm pretty sure, is the third. Uh, and no, then it, yeah, no, it's Rick Root. It's the next guy, right? It's and then and then there's Giant. Then there's then there's Six, who mm. is X Park. But uh, you wouldn't even uh, to me like if I was writing it, I wouldn't even have the wrestler say anything like that because if they if they've seen that's four people, then they've seen who the fourth person is. Yeah, exactly. Unless they're like dressed in uh, like massive prosthetics and. You know, yeah, they're dressed like Matt Cordona going to a GCW show. <laughs> but the- they're like, it's John Moxley. <laughs> Who? <laughs> no, it's the kids Mox. Will like it. It's Mox. It's a- uh, it might be a little a bit breath. too much for you guys, but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of Chuck Berry. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mox, it's your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> it's your cousin Frank. <laughs> you know that new style you were looking for? <laughs> I think I found it. And um, then Kevin Nasher ducks off to pash his mum. <laughs> I was actually sucked in by this segment, man. Having known, you know, I mean, I know it. Obviously, mm. obviously it's pro wrestling, so it's not real, but it's compelling that the 15, 20 minutes of it, like, of this backstage thing is genuinely it holds up 25 years later like mm. it's still i mean yeah there's little bits and pieces that you can um have a go at but there were also little uh like flourishes that they put in there like rick and sting getting into the same ambulance together <laughs> you know like which sounds funny but like from a cafe point of view they would never do that they hate oh each no other. absolutely and the, it so also like, uh the fact it also that- did look funny to have Ric Flair, this elderly <laughs> man in his underpants, yeah, I know, in, a, right. in an ambulance. Yeah, I was just like, if like- I was a paramedic, I'd be like, fuck off. Weird night tonight, boys. You'll never, <laughs> <laughs> you'll never guess the job we had to do down at Disney World. Um, yeah, it does look weird. And Sting's got like bright green tights on and red <laughs> boots and like half like makeup peeling off his face and stuff. This uh, is truly a um a pretty wonderful uh a pretty wonderfully produced bit of television. Yeah, man. It it feel like this genuinely feels like, oh okay, here we go. We are we this is now mm. this is the NWO era. Like yeah. It, it's only gonna get more exciting for the next year and a half or so until it all falls apart. <laughs> if if you actually if you watch uh, 2010 TNA, where Bischoff was sort of trying to do more behind the scenes stuff and that all that kind of stuff. You can really tell, like he is trying to take this to the sort of next its next step, which has just never been done before. Mm. And you know, he he didn't succeed in TNA, which wasn't really his fault, in my opinion. But it's interesting that no one sort of you know this kind of thing just doesn't really get done anymore. No, 
What do you mean attempt to essentially do straight kayfabe stuff? Yeah, really, really blur the lines. Yeah. You know, they spent 15 minutes of it. Like, it, that is a massive risk to spend 15 minutes of a wrestling show, uh, you know, just literally being like, oh, we're, uh, we don't know what's going on. We're going to try and get some matches. People need to get ready. Like, all the matches were cold matches. Mm. Mm. They weren't the matches they were supposed to be. It was supposed to, you, uh, Ed, you were supposed to get Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio, which may have been a better match than Big Bubba versus Eddie. Oh, you were supposed to get... <laughs> controversial comments. <laughs> uh, Brock Anderson's dad versus the Giant, and instead you got Greg Valentine versus <laughs> okay. the Giant. Anderson's dad. That has to be his name from now on. Is Brock Anderson's dad? <laughs> it's a uh, like a, it's a real. It is a genuinely risky thing to do. And like the rest of the episode is pretty shit, except for mm. one one other thing that is notable that we get. But this is it's just uh, yeah, it's great. It's fascinating. It's so original and it's original now, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it holds up, and I think, like uh, in retrospect, watching it as a as a an adult, or you know, I mean, legally an adult, maybe not emotionally or <laughs> mentally, uh, it it is one of my favorite wrestling things. This, like, I really like this a lot. I wish there was more. This, I wish this much detail went into storytelling. Now, are there are companies that are trying to do it, like AEW do try and uh, and pull things like this off. Even Impact, to a lesser extent, try and do the same thing. Um, but I, I really like the realism in this. We, I mean, you know, I don't want to push it too far and be like, you know, this <laughs> like really still, happened, and I don't believe it didn't. No, no, I mean, just in the it's sense, it's still of like, real to me. Damn it, it's you know, I'm not at that point, but it's just really good if you combine this. This segment and the NWO promo that basically closes out the episode, it's got to be a classic. It's got to be top 10 yeah. episodes of Nitro, right? Well, can we talk about the NWO promo? Absolutely. I feel like you've got a lot to say about it, so let's get, <laughs> let's get I, into I it. I don't have a lot to say, but what I have to say is, so the story behind this was, the like, it's filmed in black and white. It uses jump cuts. Like, it's totally, like, this is now... Everything, every pro taped promo you see in wrestling almost is this mm. still. Um, at this point, no one had ever done anything like this, and they pretty much had to do it because Hulk Hogan gets the tone so aggressively wrong <laughs> that they had to cut it up and like uses like it's like Kevin and Scott are just being like, <laughs> Yeah, man, we came here and now we're gonna take you out. We're gonna, we're gonna, and then Hulk Hogan's like, Ooh. Jack and Jill went up the hill and they found the big bad Hulk and he broke their crown. Like, they, there's actually a Humpty Dumpty reference. Yeah, what is he doing? Like, what is Eric Bishop isn't going to be able to put his men back together again. They're like, it what makes, are you talking about? It makes uh, Kevin and Scott look so much less cool that they're like, Yeah, it does. Oh, and he, here's our. Like we're we're cool guys, and he's our grandpa who's mental. <laughs> he's like. our weird mate. You know, like uh, you'll have like friendship groups, and every now and then, like I was, especially uh, when I was a young man, a bit more social, you'd meet someone out, and you'd think through the haze of alcohol that they were a great dude, <laughs> and then you bring them into your friendship group, and they're a bit, they just don't click in with everybody else. And yeah, like you're, you're you're sitting outside a pub, and they're like. 
see a dog tied to a thing and go up and kick it and like, mm. you're like what? What the <laughs> fuck did, did Hulk just do? Uh, is Brian okay, Damo? Why did you is why is he kicking that dog? <laughs> you should probably go and talk to him. Oh, he's your mate. It, that's and then what you're it, like, hey, like, you know, you shouldn't have kicked that dog. And he's like, all the king's horses and all the king's men. <laughs> it it genuinely feels like he's your mate. Like that's the that's the vibe yeah. that Hulk's giving out. Like the drunk dude at the bar who's like just sprouting off conspiracy theories. <laughs> I, I think the 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 underrated thing that that about the fact that like look, like, you know, these guys don't really actually give a shit about wrestling, as in as far as Hall and Nash. They are legitimately cool. Uh, they do great things. Hulk actually, if I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he never quite gets it. And his promos are always a little bit off, a little bit 1980s, a little bit embarrassing, basically for the whole NWO run. Well, because Kevin and Scott are being themselves, right? Like, they were playing mm. characters in WWF, and now they've been given the freedom to be them. I mean, Kevin, With Kevin given, Nash wasn't, but yeah. Scott Hall was. Given uh, given we know what we know about who Hulk, who Terry Belayer is as a person now uh, in a post-leaked uh, sex tape with his best friend's wife talking about uh, African-American people in derogatory terms. Maybe they did a version where they were like, just be Terry. And then they're like, actually, just, you know what, be Hulk. <laughs> be we'll, Hulk. We can just edit it. We, can, we can't we can edit what Terry did, but we can yeah. We can edit Hulk. <laughs> yeah. I, he, yeah, I just don't think he's capable of being real. You know, like I think it's so ingrained. Mm. I mean, he was one of the like he still is a very, very famous person. But like in oh, yeah. in 1985, outside of like maybe what Ronald Reagan and Sylvester Stallone, there was no one more Michael Jackson. There was no one more famous than him on Earth. And so like that character would have become, you know, like he just become the same way that the Edge never not wears a hat now. Like for the last 25 <laughs> years, he's been wearing a hat. You know, and Bono's always got sunglasses on, even though he says that's because think- of an eye thing. But uh, I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah, that's called a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, Bono. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see if he tones down at all. Because all he needs to do is just turn. He just needs to turn himself down, what oh, like a couple point. of notches. But just a couple say- of notches to zero. Like if right now he is on a thousand. He is on the spinal tap amp that goes up to eleven. <laughs> yeah, this promo is like, especially where <laughs> it's so. I love it. Like I love it, but I love it because it's shit. <laughs> like the the. the- the bit that really got me was the King's Horseman bit, which happens just <laughs> after. So Ke- it's like he steps back and Kevin and Scott sort of like step in front of him and they're both bigger than him and they they sort of say something's cool and then he sort of pushes back through yeah. them and it's almost like a Saturday Night Live sketch setup. It's crazy. It's crazy. With but what- it's also like, like you say, it's kind of a template for how promos mm. Like, I mean, it definitely became a template for them. Like, you know, this this mm. thing, whatever it was, like, uh, this is brought to you by the New World Order or whatever. Um, mm. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if Hulk can turn himself down. Do you think, what with what you said about Hulk being, you know, definitely for a very, very long time, for p- potentially 20, 30 years when people said wrestling, 
like if, if you said to someone who didn't follow wrestling, oh, I like the wrestling, they're like, oh, like Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan, yeah. That's like the person everyone knew. Do you think The Rock's eclipsed him, or is The Rock sort of? Yeah, probably. Is it still? But is it still like if you were to say wrestling, would people immediately think of The Rock? Like, is he? He's more a movie star, really. Yeah, but I think everyone knows that he was a wrestler, right? Mm. Because yeah. even people like my dad, who would snarl at the fact that he's even in a film, would like the reason why he hates The Rock is because he's called The Rock. You know what I mean? Like he knows that he, he comes really, from really wrestling. Good in, um, I thought he was re- the Rock was like legitimately really good in the remake of uh, Ingmar Bergman's Seventh Seal. Mm. Uh, well, I he, thought he was wonderful. He did the work, right? You know, like he, he, yeah. Like yeah, look, I wouldn't have remade Citizen Kane about Rupert Murdoch. I thought that was really risky, and, and I think cast, the Rock and cast the Rock <laughs> as Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> But you know, I think it worked. Like I think that's the, and the 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 academy has borne that out. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is a strange turn of events that Scorsese's new partner is The Rock. Um, hmm. But you know, The Rock's passionate about film, and uh, he wants to work with auteurs. You know, so that's yeah. Look, he's a very talented fellow, and I look forward to him being in the next Wes Anderson movie. He is very char- charismatic. Uh, just quickly, I watched Fast and the Furious Nine. Last week, oh my it is, God. like I was going to save the. Uh, maybe I should save it for the weekly show. But save it for the weekly. All, show. all I'll say is that the Rock isn't in it, and it's poorer for it. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to do you want to hear what's going on in the WWF? Yes, at this same time. So we've got one of the most iconic episodes of all time uh, over on WCW. WWF has Psycho Sid defeats Justin Bradshaw. Ooh. Via disqualification Ooh. in 45 seconds. 45 uh, seconds? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. God. This is this is actually <laughs> makes, legitimately... Makes great the Hammer Valentine's match look like an Iron Man match. <laughs> Vader <laughs> defeated Mark Merrow. Okay. Uh, Davey Boy Smith defeated Henry Godwin. And Steve Austin defeated The Undertaker Ooh. via countout after Mankind came ringside and Taker Ooh. went backstage. It's a, it's a good episode, That's but I'm good. assuming it's the only thing better than that, any of that on, uh, I mean, look, maybe the Henry Godwin match was not very good, but the the surely the 20 minutes of what's going on like you're calling the police at this point i assume you're calling the american police and just accepting (laughs) the charges they're like sir are you talking about a television show that aired uh two days ago in Mm. in the u.s and you're like just tell me they're okay all i know is i'm watching optus vision and some men have been killed (laughs) at disney world you should go and check that out (laughs) (laughs) and they like smash cut to three weeks later my dad opening up the home phone bill (laughs) (laughs) Damien <laughs> <laughs> knows immediately it's me. <laughs> there's only minutes there's on the phone one, with nine one one. There's only one fucking idiot in this house. <laughs> uh, I would still be watching WCW, but that I've got to say that's the first WW. I think that might be. Oh, there's been a couple of others, but that's mm. that's the first time that you've read out a cut. That that main event, I would be very interested in seeing. Yeah, and well, unfortunately, uh, so Nitro was a three point one, and Raw was a two point one. 
So it's a big difference. Yeah. I mean, WCW is doing something that hasn't really been done before. I mean, it it would have been such a shock. But then, and also, like, everyone's tuning in from last week because the Leprechaun debuted, so they probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, where is the Leprechaun? I don't know. Maybe the Leprechaun's the fourth man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> imagine, imagine the leprechaun comes out in an NWO t-shirt. It'd just be the that best. would be beautiful <laughs> over the top of his little leprechaun outfit. Oh man! <laughs> um, all right, that's enough of this rubbish. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, well, thank you for joining me, Matthew. Thank you so much for uh, listening to our episode of wrestling podcasting. If you would like to help us, the best thing you do is. Follow us. It's not subscribing anymore. Apple have changed their terminology once again. So you can follow us if you want to subscribe. It's a higher thing. you got to pay for it or something. Anyway, all you need to know is that you don't have to pay anything for our podcast. Everything's free. If you uh, follow us or subscribe, whatever, you get this podcast, our weekly wrestling podcast, our ECW podcast, which we have to record, by the way. I just remembered that then. And, <laughs> um, uh, and they'll all just appear in your feed. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube and, and I'll I slowly put all of our episodes up there because it takes forever, but they will get up there eventually. Um, And you can follow us on social medias. But uh, until next time, brother friends, Hulk Hogan can go to hell.